Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. episode 179 of the field of geeks podcast i'm josh i'm mitch i'm jonah and i'm bill full house this is awesome <laughs> welcome guys this is this is great it feels good to be back i must say feels good to be on a, a an act like an, uh, not an actual episode but a regular episode as opposed to just a, a like a movie review so this is cool yeah 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 thank welcome. you yeah jonah helped us out uh i mean bill and him uh reviewed ghostbusters which was great uh mitch have you have you caught that yet i know there's a lot out there and you're busy so uh, i have i have not seen it yet i uh i hate to say it because i really wanted to see um no time to die and i have not even seen that yet uh, oh so really busy. i've literally been well you yeah, get to own it in I, a few few weeks i think I know, and that's that's been the nice thing is that all these movies that got super delayed, they were already ready with their releases. So I think uh, that's working out to my favor. I know Venom's coming out here shortly too. Yeah, yeah, and they're all available digitally right now on iTunes, I believe. So nice. Are they? Yeah. Just there's just so many out. Like I, uh, I'd have to like kind of be exhausted to see all of them at once you know there was some that got away that I, like Venom I wanted to see didn't get to it. Um, was it last night in Soho? I think I really wanted to go see that. Missed out Edgar Wright picture, but I, you know, I chose to go see the big ones: Ghostbusters, No Time to Die. When you do see last night in Soho, uh, let me know your thoughts because I think we did see that. I liked it quite a bit. Um, I love the style; looks great. Yeah, it's, it was a, uh, it was be- uh, better than I was expecting. But nice. I didn't know, know that I had a lot of expectations going into it, but sure. it, I liked. It. Wasn't that-, that again? Yeah, Anna Taylor Joy. She's on fire yeah. right now. She's great. Yeah, that's one. That's the one I was thinking of. She uh, sings a great rendition of Downtown for that movie. And there's like they released an up tempo, and then um, what's the other? How do you say the other version? You don't say down tempo, right? There's like an up tempo version, which is really cheery, I think. And then well, they, I think you say that. which is another, and then another version. It's like just serious, kind of like the trailer was with the music. It's really interesting, but shit, Diana Rigg was in it. Wow, it must have been her last part. Oh, maybe they showed footage of her. Jonah could say, but what I will say from that—I don't know if you all seen the trailer to that. There's a great image of her, I think, coming out of the hotel, and you see this giant thunderball billboard poster thing. Oh my god, it it gave me chills. I'm like, that's amazing. I would love to. I just see the movie for that. Like that looks so cool. <laughs> just yeah. really, you know, as a Bond fan, it's like I, I dug it so. But yeah, yeah, that was that was one that got away. Um, before we get into our topics, I want to tell everyone out there we you know we mentioned Ghostbusters. If you want to get the Ecto One popcorn bucket, you still can. They sold out everywhere when this movie first came out, and I tried to get one or two. And the problem was, like I know the theater by by me here in Johnston, they only got like thirty of them, which. You know, you'd sell out of those in the first showing, but there were people who already wanted like three of them, you know, so 
basically, we'll get into the PlayStation thing later, but people, you know, bought the shit out of them to resell and whatnot. Oh, yeah. So, uh, everyone has a chance now to get them. I did go on like a week or so ago. I went on to AMC's site, got word that they were selling them there. I accidentally bought four of them because the order didn't, the order didn't confirm <laughs> the order. Yeah. Here I am talking about these assholes who buy all these, right. And resell them. Like I'm one of the assholes now. So, um, yeah. So I asked Josh, Bill scalper confirmed. Yeah. I asked Bill if he wanted one. I, it's okay if you don't bill, I, I'm sure I'll get someone to, to, um, buy I it. I might want one. I don't know. I'm kind of like, uh, it's not a big deal. And Joe and I'll offer it to you, bitch, whatever. But well, the uh, thing is yeah. the, the site was so slow when I bought it. The confirmation took forever. And so I thought it didn't go through. So the next day, I think it was like the next day or hours later, I get two emails of confirmations. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> and they're 35 each. So <laughs> shit. I mean, Josh, um, Josh, to be fair though, you didn't do that with malice uh, intent. Yeah. No, no, you no. You just did it simply because the internet was slow. I mean, I've seen people do that before. That's Oh, the site was terrible. Really different than the, yeah. than the PS5 and all that. Stuff. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah. I didn't think I'm exactly like those people. Like, I don't have a storage unit, right, of these things. But, yeah, the site was so slow. There was a waiting list to get into the site. Then you get into the site, oh, make your selection, and everything's just going really slow. And then it just kind of times out. And it's like, all oh, right, did I did the order go through? Because I didn't get it. I didn't get an email right away. So I'm like, well, let me just order it again. Because what could go wrong? So uh, it's not it's not a bad problem. I, there's people out there who want them. So you know, if they you know, can you imagine if they did something similar for Ecto Cooler? Like, <sighs> that. That problem would have been magnified by like tenfold. Oh God! Yeah, oh, at least. least. I, and I, I did the hashtag thing. We mentioned that in the review and maybe on the show before. But yeah, if you hashtagged, I think high C, um, I don't know, high C something, high C drinks, whatever, and then um, Ghostbusters, yeah. you have a chance of getting some. It really pissed me off. I see all these people because you know the big cities will have these events these ghostbuster events and that's when they have the ecto cooler well here in iowa i don't see that happening i just don't but maybe i'm no. surprised maybe high v will you yeah. know hook us up <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but damn uh yeah we'll have to make some i guess we'll have to get a go rent a lab or something and uh get up to some mischief for it i don't know how good it is or how accurate it is yeah I'd be willing to try it. Sure. You know, the bad thing is I don't have anything to compare it to. Like, I don't have just like a right. ecto cooler sitting around where I can like, you know, taste test it and be like, oh, yeah, this tastes like it. To be fair, though, with, with the fact of how popular it is, and I don't think it's just something that's just because the movie's out. I think it actually has popularity mm. flavor-wise. Oh, yeah. Why couldn't I see just rename it a different flavor after they're done with the marketing of, of, uh, of uh, Ghostbusters? And then just run with that. Because I, I don't think it would be that far of a stretch to say, okay, we do have a popularity for this flavor. Let's bring this out as a new item and rename it. You know? yeah. Dumb question. What What is the flavor? What does it taste like? I don't even remember. It's I, like tangerine and something citrusy. else, I think. It's like a sit yeah, it's like a very citrus heavy. But okay. they did this they did the same thing with Surge. Like there was a huge online petition for Surge to come back. And that works, so I don't know why we can't bring back Cooler, like Mitch said, under a different name. Right. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Ghostberry or some. What I would do I if I was, I would, I would release it in a big bulk Halloween season, right? 
and then yeah. people get a chance yeah. to stock up and then take it off the shelves. Cause I think that's why they took it off in the first place. People just lost interest. Right. But yeah, like what they do with the monster, with the monster cereal, the, the blueberry. Exactly. The that's what they should yeah. do. I think, I think, and I think they'd sell yeah. a shit ton of it. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I think they would too. That's what I would do. That's what they should do. But maybe they will. I, I'm just really shocked they didn't release it um, like as as much as they did for the 2016 film. And yeah, because this one really brought back a lot of nostalgia for everyone. And of course, Acta Cooler would have just been and they released in these cool bottles, too. I don't know if you've seen them, but they actually put Slimer on it. The old, you know, the old school Acta Cooler that we knew as yeah. kids. Yeah. Last time they just had a picture of like tangerines or some shit on it. It was really low key, but it tastes good. I liked it, but hopefully we'll get some ecto ecto cooler in our future here. Hey, you. Yes, I'm talking to you. Thanks for listening to Field of Geeks podcast. I'd like to remind you to please check us out on all social media and most streaming and download platforms. Fieldofgeeks.com. Back to the show. Just last night, went to go see Resident Evil. Welcome to Wrecking City. There's a huge stigma with video game movies. They typically suck. I mean, I think there's some exceptions to that. Like Sonic, I thought was pretty good. Um, this by no means was the worst video game movie I've ever seen. It's by no means the best. Mm-hmm. But um, they did a lot of things right. With it. Um, so I'll go through like kind of my pros and cons really quick. Sure. Um, I think it's a good movie, but it's not a great movie. Um, it blows the uh, Paul W.S. Anderson movies out of the water by comparison. Really? It's very, very much more video game accurate. There's a lot of set design in it that were taken directly from the, the video games, which is cool. Um, there's a lot of scenes that parallel scenes from the movie. You kind of get to see like the decline of the people turning into zombies. They're not just like bitten and all of a sudden like raw. Like they're... Um, <laughs> They're they're kind of like saying things like "let me in" or "help me," and it like devolves into a like slurred speech kind of thing, wow. like the more oh, cool. like zombie groan kind of thing to it. So that was cool. It's also a very dark movie. It's very horror centric, so that was cool. Um, it wasn't just a stupid action movie with Mila Jovovich, you know, <laughs> posing for the camera every five seconds. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I think definitely out of all the live action and animated films, I think this is the 12th of uh, 12th film total they've done for resident evil. And it's probably the best one. Hey, really? Bill, how, how's the CGI look? Because I think that the second trailer looked better than the first, first trailer, the CGI looks kind of, I don't know, you real, know, real cartoony I, I, for lack of a better term or a video gamey. Is it pretty it's, good though? If they cleaned it up? It's very polished in the movie. Um, there are some. Um, so in the, I'll use this as an example. So in the first Paul W. Sanderson film, they had the the zombie dogs. Yeah. And they used practical effects and like real Dobermans, and they do that in this. They have like a real Doberman. You can see him going through the changes and stuff. But when he gets fully transformed, it's CGI. But it doesn't look terrible. Like, it looks like you think it would. Like, it would, you know, with, like, decaying flesh and, like, foam coming out of his mouth and stuff like that. I think the CGI actually was really good in it. They did a lot of great effects with, like, classic monsters from the games. Um, Like, they had, they did a practical effect for Lisa Trevor, who is one of the antagonists in the Resident Evil 1 remake. And uh, she looked phenomenal. Um, The liquor looked ten times better than it did in 
the first Resident Evil movie. I didn't really get the sense of like cartoony animation or anything like that. I thought it okay. was done very well. All right, cool. I'm I'm looking forward to checking it out. Too. Yeah, it's I, I wouldn't say I mean we discussed earlier about how there were so many movies that came out around the same time. And it's just like, I kind of just finally got to this. I was the only person in the theater, which this movie came out, you know, two, three weeks ago. And we had so many other movies like Gucci and James Bond and Eternals and everything else coming out. So this was like very much on the back burner, but I was excited being a fan of the franchise. One other question I have for you. uh, And I don't mean to keep, no, you're fine. I'll give me a little bit of context as far as uh, just some examples of what you consider some good video game movies and some bad video game movies. Because I know I've got my own ideas. Where, where are you at on this? So my all-time favorite was the first Silent Hill movie. Okay. Yeah. I thought oh, that was like yeah. spot-on accurate Great for the movie. game. The worst video game movie ever made, and you'd think it would be Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> um, but it was actually Alone in the Dark. Um, it had uh, the Christian Slater one that sat on a shelf for years. And... Yeah, it was okay. Christian Slater and Tara Reid. And Ooh. I've Ooh. never been I've never been more uncomfortable or more flaccid during a sex scene. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Is this is this Tara Reid uh, pre boob job or post? This was um, Tara Reid in her transition phase of looking like a Barbie that wasn't quite set in the mold properly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's still hope at that point. Well, yeah, but she, oh my God, it was so flat. Like, I mean, it was Tara Reid, you her know. So her or, oh, okay. okay. Everything was flat. Sorry, I, I went mean, full guy her... moment there for a second. <laughs> I, didn't, God, God, God. I, didn't, I didn't pay much attention to her chest because her face just looked, I mean, you're in a scene where like you're supposed to have passion or like some expression. And she's just yeah. like. Make love to me, baby. How was Christian Slater's chest, though? More... Christian Slater, I mean... Was... <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. Are you saying that there's more passion in the movie The Room with Tommy Wiseau's sex scenes than there was in this movie? Yes. By okay. far. I mean, okay. I would I would submit that for an Oscar before I'd even watch Alone in the Dark. Damn. The second Ouch. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw Alone in the Dark because it looked terrible. You... I never heard anything good about it. I think for me, you the movie... My worst, it was House of the Dead. I thought that was... Oh, yeah. That's that's definitely up there. And I definitely think that Silent Hill is up there among some of the the better of them. So, all right, we're on the same page. Cool. Yes. So, the thing that the the director wanted to do with this movie was bring back a lot of that survival horror, like, sense of, you know, just you're absolutely screwed. And um, there's a lot of scenes in this movie where it's just absolutely dark. Like, there's one scene where... um, Chris Redfield goes into he's in the mansion and everything's dark and he's surrounded by zombies and he's just like kind of blindly firing and you don't see if he's actually hitting anything until he pulls out his lighter and then there's like one guy like right in front of him who's kind of like so it was that part was really cool the uh the RPD and the the Spencer mansion looked phenomenal like they were pulled right out of the game really so I had zero complaints about that. Um, I think that as far as the acting went in it, um, I love the fact that they included Donald Logue and Neil McDonough. Um, they're two of my favorite actors. Um, I just love the things that they do. Um, Donald Logue kind of reminded me of Harvey Bullock from the uh, 
Gotham series. Mm. He plays he plays the police chief. In that oh yeah, he's a great far. actor. Yeah, yeah. It's not really far removed, but he didn't really have much to do. Um, the thing with this movie, it's less than two hours long, which is rare for a movie nowadays. <laughs> um, and basically, they they took the plot of the first two Resident Evil games and kind of like made them have a weird like incest baby. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't what which that wasn't bad. It's it's a retelling of the story. It's not meant to be frame for frame accurate from the game. So it was good. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. Um, would I say it's like something you would need to see like opening weekend at the theater? Probably not. Um, the cast is really interchangeable. Like they, there was nobody in the cast that was just like, Oh my God, they're in a perfect role. Like there was really nothing um, that jumped out at me. Like, Oh, this is awesome. Aside from, you know, the callbacks to the game. And this is a, uh, this is a reboot, right? It's, it doesn't follow yes. any of the previous movies or anything like that. Yeah, it is a total okay. reboot. And Paul W. Sanderson is an executive producer on this film, but you definitely don't feel his touch on this film, which is phenomenal. <laughs> I think that's great. That's a much better direction to go. Yeah. That's and, a thing. And I think as far as like comparing this to the, the video game, it's much more accurate than any of the other films that he did, which what? That's are a, worth one watch, but that's about it. That's a question uh, for me, though. Uh, uh, the first Resident Evil movie, would you say that was close to the video game before it got really crazy? Was, okay, so I went into it without knowing, I guess, where it was placed mm-hmm. within the, the video game, you know, as far as the video game was concerned. Right. It deviated from the source material greatly oh it did okay so it was doomed from the start Um, pretty much if you were like a huge fan of the game yeah i mean it was it was one of those things kind of like the the 90 whatever mortal Kombat movie Mm, yeah it was good like you you saw things in it they're like oh yeah i recognize that but it wasn't like also a paul w sanderson movie as an aside yes Yes, really exactly yeah And I don't, I don't, I can't say that I don't like everything that he's done because he's done some things that I've enjoyed. Uh, but his, yeah, I was not a big fan of his uh, Resident Evil movies. Well, he did no. do Highlander, didn't he? I think so, yeah. Well, so he did, I mean, he did one of my favorite horror movies of all time, which is Event Horizon. Oh, yeah. man, oh, that's, that's yeah. intense. And he did, and, and Pandora uh, was, yeah, Pandorum wasn't bad. Um, I mean, Alien versus Predator, the first one had its issues, but it wasn't a terrible movie, I didn't think. Mm-hmm. So, again, he's he's capable. Right. He is capable, but I think it's – he has to be given the right source material to work from. Right. And there, there's all sorts of critics that even with this movie said, like, Resident Evil is not a game that you can adapt into a movie. And I think with this, they kind of um, negated that thought process it's definitely close it's very close Mm -hmm. like keep going with it and make it better in the next one which they set it up for a sequel at the end um well of course they would yeah but the um the acting is a lot more cw than it is hollywood okay in this movie so it's not great um but for a a runtime so short and when you have all this backstory that didn't get fleshed out in it like everything is just kind of rushed. And by the third act, I was like, wait, there's like 15 minutes left of this. What are they going to do now? But 
<laughs> it, it was good. I mean, I would say probably a solid like three out of five stars. Okay, it's not the worst film ever made, but it's not. I wasn't. I wasn't blown away leaving the theater by any means. Sure, but um, it, it is a good direction for the franchise to go if they decide to expand on this. And I really hope that if they do expand on this, they don't make it into like seven movies of bullshit. <laughs> With one character being the lead and <laughs> kicking ass. Yeah. 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 It's There was nothing like, you know, one character is like a superhero and, and saved everybody. Right. Which I loved about this. Everybody was in a, was like constantly like sense of getting killed. And you actually cared when people died in this movie. Right. Yeah. Like you know, they're, they're all fucked like, basically. Side. Yeah, it, they weren't. Um, they used characters from the game, which I love. They weren't just like random side characters. They put in body armor and said, "Oh, you need to care about this person when they die in five seconds." So that was good. I mean, I I, I enjoyed it. It's definitely one I'd probably purchase and own. Sure, but it's not by any means. It's not my favorite. But then again, Resident Evil has not had great luck when it comes to films. Has their games been consistent? Um, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, there's, I really hope they never adapt Resident Evil 6 because that's just the worst. Is, it, is that but, the last or is that one of the? Oh, no, that was before they, uh, before they did Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 6 became like more of a Metal Gear Solid, like action heavy oh. game. Yeah. And with Resident Evil 7, they went fully back to that survival horror, like, mm-hmm danger around every turn kind of thing that you got from the first three games, I would say. Right. Um, the thing to keep in mind with this is that although it does, it does go fast. You've got to keep in mind that the first three games in the series all take place within 24 hours. Wow. So that's a lot to cover and they're, they are on a, on a clock, like on a deadline in this mm-hmm. movie, but sure. I think with that in mind, they could have flushed it out a little bit more. It definitely could have used like a two and a half hour, run. like an extra half an hour would have been great. Right. Maybe there'll be a director's cut. Yeah. But um, I didn't get the sense of like studio involvement or putting too many characters in or anything like that. Like I thought it was good. So it's worth a watch if you're a Resident Evil fan. Um, By far, it's probably the best one that's out there, but that's not saying a whole lot. (laughs) Well, great. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for reviewing that for us. I know that a lot of people have already seen stuff. I mean, it's probably America's worst uh, kept secret, but uh, word is is that we're going to get to see all three Spider-Man. Um, I think uh, the Brazil cut of the trailer um, kind of spoiled that for everybody. But then again, who knows? Um, you know, it, it's kind of kind of a given. And I think uh, who was it? That guy that's on the English uh, program uh, does this talk show that all the celebrities go to was saying Graham that. Norton. Uh, yeah, Graham Norton kind of spilled the beans on it, but Oops. who knows? I mean, you know, those cheeky, cheeky uh, Englishmen—they—they they like to let things fly a little bit. So we'll see if that's true. That's off to him. I kind of think that's. <laughs> yeah, I—I I mean, you can't. You're going to bring back Doc Ock, Green Goblin, um, then Electro, and um, Reptile, or what is it? Uh, Lizard. Is it Reptile? A lizard, yeah. lizard. Yep. And then there's that uh, the mysterious uh, sixth option that nobody knows of, but some people think it's Venom. Some people think it's uh, somebody else. Who knows? Um, that's going to yeah. be in there. So 
we'll see how that all fleshes out. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's as far as I want to go with it. Cause I know that it's coming out on Friday and, uh, with that, um, I, it's, it's, I wonder how they're going to keep it a secret. And I think, um, I would like to think that the, uh, the internet community would be at least nice enough to, uh, to keep that a secret or at least let the yeah. let people see it a week before, uh, before they start spilling the beans. Yeah. That's the well, problem. I, you gotta get I've right on been- it. I've just been sick with all the theories and stuff like that. Like I just skip over those. I'm I'm sick of hearing like, oh, this person could be in it. Like, Venom could save the day. Blah blah blah. Like I, well, I don't need know. to hear all that shit. You know, it's just let us enjoy the movie. I think people are hyping it up way too much, and it's going to disappoint them. That's what I'm Probably. scared of. That sadly, that's yeah. with the, theories these days, especially with the Marvel shows. The theories end up being much greater than what we actually get, you know. And it's yeah. it's really our fault for like, oh yeah, it's going to happen this way, and no, it's not. I think for sure we're going to have all the Spider Men in there. I know Andrew Garfield's been interviewed many times, and he's denied he's in it, but they can totally lie, you know. You have to anyway these days to throw people off because you know. Mm-hmm. There's all these uh, leaks here and there, and um, it would be a wasted opportunity. But, you know, like we were talking before we started recording, I believe if there's more, if there's if they're in it for a lot more time than we think, I would love like a diner th- scene, them sitting down, just talking, kind of like what we got from the um, Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse film in a way. That would be kind of mm-hmm. cool. I don't know if they would they would do that, but, you know, just have right. a little more interaction and you know maybe they could maybe they could help peter you know uh, tom holland's peter navigate his his issues if you will it feels like a movie that should be like four hours long it just feels like there's so much in it and it gives me the the fear of spider-man 3 happening again you know i think at this point marvel's and and uh with marvel's success of having i i don't think we're going to have that issue no um, i don't think so with uh with feeling like we're being thrown too many people in a movie. Um, Marvel's finally got their grasp on that. And Avengers was a good uh, tell on that. And with the fact that it's going to be what, uh, two hours and 30 minutes. I mean, it's, it's the longest Spider-Man. And on top of that, they said that, uh, you know, he signed on for another, what, three movies or something like that. Two movies. Um, I kind of feel like almost that this might be a three part series. Like we'll get the first part, but it's not done yet. Um, because I, I feel like this is the first iteration of uh, Marvel's next game plan, which is supposedly supposed to be even bigger than Endgame. Wow. I mean, we're going to be crossing the multiverse. So at this point, you're talking now the introduction of the Fantastic Four, X-Men. Um, we haven't even begun to see what the full multiverse looks like yet. You, and, think, um, you know, yeah. it'd be great. It'd be great to see Tom Holland in an X-Men movie because I know that uh, X-Men and Spider-Man cross paths multiple times. Um, and that, you know, if we finally get a decent Wolverine, not to say that Hugh Jackman was bad, um, you know, a new Wolverine that's decent, uh, like the one that we had. And it's there's a lot left in the tank, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I'd mentioned this the last time we talked uh, with Bill and Josh is. You know, one of the nice things about with it, having this many villains, because that's always a concern where you get to that Spider-Man 3 territory, is they're already right. established from the previous movies they've been featured in. So yep. we don't have to reestablish origin stories or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be just go right into the action since we already know who these characters are. True. Um, 
And I'd also be really interested to see if, aside from, uh, you know, bringing in uh, Garfield and uh, McGuire, uh, if they if they do introduce us to any other Spider-Man, like uh, Miles Morales or... Uh, well, you know, that's, that's the big... Uh... That's a big talk too. Is is he going to be introduced? Um, yeah. Because that would be another part of the universe. And and the only thing that I do have a question on is, you know, here we are talking about, uh, you know, all the Spider Mans and all these iterations have all died at the other hands of Spider. Sandman never died. He was let go. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's that's kind of been some contention with the uh, with the theories and stuff like that. Like Electro, I think he has more of a he got more of like a redemption in his own timeline or whatever. And he's like, yeah. he doesn't want to go back to being like the villain or, or getting killed because he's going after Spider-Man. But um, I think another thing we have to keep in mind though, is that we also have the Dr. Strange movie coming up. We have right. the Ant-Man movie coming up. I think it's going to, I think this movie is going to end with a segue into those movies, and then we're going to yes. circle back to an actual Spider-Man movie where it gets resolved before they go into their big conflict with the next Thanos. Yeah. Or it's going to lead into a conflict with, like, Kang, and he's going to be the one orchestrating all the multiverse crap going on. Well, I don't I don't think it's good. I think Kang's a small part. Um, I mm. think Metaphisto's going to be the big guy. Oh, yeah. They keep talking that. Yeah, they thought, they thought for well, sure... Um, um, WandaVision was going to introduce him. Um, yeah. He's he's too big of a guy to just introduce in the first iteration of uh, these Disney shorts. Yeah. I think. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and they've put so many series on the slate, you know, with Disney Plus Day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they put so many different series out there. There's like an Agatha, Agatha Harkness series coming out. Mm-hmm. We've got She-Hulk, we've got Echo, we've got all kinds of stuff coming out. So I think it's like one of those things, like everything's going to be interconnected at some point, yeah. but it's probably going to take us like six series and five movies to get there. If the big bad is Mephisto, it's a shame they're not going to be able to bring Peter Fonda back as Mephisto. Oh, I know. I actually liked him as, as that character. I did too. I really did. And I, I like the fact that they didn't make him the like, you know... 60 foot devil character he was just like a regular guy and yeah kind of like creeped you out oh and ghost rider you're talking right yeah 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 and then he recast him in the second ghost rider which was kind of like a light reboot yeah who the hell would you get for that part that would be jeremy irons Uh, jeremy irons would be perfect for it i think (laughs) yeah um He's still acting too so i mean oh yeah i mean he was doing the bat the snyder films so and he's done some other. He's in the House of Gucci, actually. Uh, that's yeah. his current one. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be something, wouldn't it? Jeez. Yeah, but like what well, Jonah was saying is what's nice about. Well, you, you were we were talking about you know these other Spider-Man villains have already been introduced, so there's not really much we have to catch up on. We can go right into the action, and that's also for these Disney Plus shows, right? So She-Hulk can enter anytime, and we already know her story, so we don't really have to feel like we were robbed of any explanation. It's like she just shows up or, you know, whoever else they have coming um, down the pipeline, uh, like Kate Bishop, you know, from Hawkeye and so on. Yeah. I don't like Kate Bishop. We'll get into that in another episode. (laughs) Come here, not a fan of Kate Bishop. 
I she annoys the fuck out of me. The actress like, or the character? Well, not the actor. No, the actress is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. The okay. character is like if you would just shut the fuck up and listen to Hawkeye for a second, <laughs> he would have this resolved in five minutes. But in essence, is that not the the way that she is portrayed in the? I mean, I would yeah. say that that the the actress portraying her is doing a great job. I mean, I she's definitely so annoying. No, I agree with that. Um, I get the sense of Kamala Khan from her, like from the Avengers yes. games, where she's like a huge, like fangirl. And she's just like, oh, my God, Hawkeye, eh. like, shut the fuck up for a minute. Like, just let him do his job. He's Hawkeye. He's been doing this for years. But, um, no, I mean, I think, like, as far as Spider-Man goes, like, Michael Keaton has said he's coming back as Vulture, whether that's oh, going cool. to be – that's not going to be in No Way Home, obviously, because it's way too late to put in. Mm-hmm. But I think with, like – I can kind of see, like, a collaboration between Sony and Marvel – you know, he's supposedly in uh, Morbius, so maybe we'll see him. Yes, yeah. Crossover that way. I don't know, but. Um, I have high hopes for Morbius. I hope I hope it's good. I really do. I, I feel is, like it could be something something cool. I, I'm excited to see it because it reminds me of. Just the trailer from it reminds me of the first Blade movie mm-hmm. where it was like a superhero, but it's a horror like centric kind of thing. Right. I didn't feel and, like Blade was a horror movie, though. Well, yeah, I know. but That like, first scene, you know, though, I felt those, like, like it was intense. horror movie elements to it. Yeah. I think Morbius is a really complex character in the comics, so I'd love to see that. But I think that uh, we're just – there's going to be so many – you're going to need, like, a flowchart in Microsoft Excel to figure out how all this shit's connected. <laughs> like, it's it, there's going to be so many things to – analyze and all that and i think that the honestly as far as you know no way home is concerned i think people are reading way too much into it just let it go you know let it play out see what happens and then talk about it if the three spider-men aren't in it though i think it'll be a major letdown i think that ship has sailed no i i i think that would be a huge letdown but at the same time like they have the international trailers yeah um, where they show, you know, the invisible hand punching lizard. Um, <laughs> like that's even been cut out of the theatrical trailers. Like they had a, a trailer for yep. No Way Home when right. I went to go see Resident Evil. And it's like they cut off like right as he's about to get hit. Mm. So I, I don't know. I, I think that's, I think it would be a huge, huge disservice to everybody if they weren't in it. Yeah. I, I think as long as they're in it, Everything else that doesn't work out for, you know, people's theories, it'll be, you know, fine. But I think that's like the major thing that people people want and it's an opportunity, you know, and they did talk after Into the Spider-Verse came out doing a live action version. So I think this is as close we can get realistically without making it a shot for shot, you know, live action version of Into the Spider-Verse. So, um yeah, I, I hope we get that. That would be very, very exciting. And um, and that actually just released another trailer, too, Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. So that um, was very interesting. So I can, I can talk about that if you want to yeah. move into that sure. territory here. So um, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel has just released a trailer um, not too long ago here. It's called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Nice. So how many parts of that we're going to get, I don't know. 
Um, Wouldn't it be it, hilarious if it was just part one and that was it? Like yeah. they ran out of money and that was it. Like history of the world part one, one and then it takes 30 years later yeah. to uh, make it two. <laughs> right. That would be, be that would be pretty funny. It'd be like naming your first album greatest hits. <laughs> greatest hits part one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like you never make another album after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, it's looking at a October 7th, 2022 release. Um, it's going to be theater exclusive, so that's. Good. I mean, I doubt they would be able to put that on Disney Plus with all the licensing and stuff oh, like yeah. that. But uh, it's supposed to pick up right after the first movie ended, um, so that looks good. There's a little bit of the trailer shows a little bit of interaction between Miles and Gwen, and then you see some shots of uh, Miguel O'Hara Spider-Man 2099 in there. So nice. Um, animation wise it looks pretty consistent like they show them kind of going through different universes and there's one universe where it looks just like straight off the comic and one where it looks cgi and one where it looks the same as the previous movie so i think it's gonna be cool i mean i i really enjoyed the that's probably one of my favorite spider-man movies of all time yeah that like the, seemed for, to come out of nowhere it was it was huge yeah. it was a fun fun ride the end of the spider-verse yeah the miles Morales. oh yeah 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 that one, uh, I'm surprised it did so well. You know, I, I, Miles Morales is more of a a fanboy. Yeah. And I, I don't mean it like in a, in a negative way. Mm. But oh, it's no. Just, he totally like is. If you, if you ask a normal guy, like, who's Spider-Man? Oh, Peter Parker. Yeah. They wouldn't go, oh, Miles Morales. Yeah. So well, I, and, I was glad to see that. Yeah. And they did that a lot with, like, the Ultimate comic series, too, like, after Peter Parker got killed by or died in his last fight with Green Goblin, yeah, Miles Morales kind of took over, and he originally wore the original uh, suit, and people were like, "Yeah, that's in really bad taste." So he like kind of changed it up and made it his own thing, and sure. he eventually made it over to the six one six universe. So I think that would be cool to like expand on that character. I would love to see him in the MCU. He's um, yeah, that's pretty wonderful cool. character. And well, to be honest with you, though, if not now, when? Because now would be the perfect time to introduce him. Mm-hmm. I could, I could honestly see. So they they've kind of said on uh, you know just different news sources on the internet that Tom Holland is going to be the new Tony Stark, right? But there, so Tony's... I could see, I could see like him, you know, them getting to an epic battle. And him doing the same thing that Tony did and being like, you know, making the big sacrifice play, laying on the wire, mm. so to speak. Yeah. And then Miles Morales taking over. But at the same time, like, that's probably years down the road. I, I, I wouldn't expect to see Miles Morales in the MCU until, like, 2025, 2026, right around there. Right. Um, I, I just think that there's way too much of that character to just throw him in and be like hey i'm the new spider-man nice to meet you (laughs) i mean you still got college years you could explore tom holland's spider-man so and not only that but like in uh in homecoming they introduced aaron davis who's the prowler um and his nephew is miles morales so he's right in the universe already right it's just when are they going to introduce him and i think if they do it the right way it could really work out well sure and you mentioned uh, Spider-Man 2099, which is my favorite Spider-Man costume oh, of all time. And I was absolutely. 
I would I love, love that costume. See a lot of action of that. I love that costume. For me, that's like Batman Beyond of the Spider-Man universe. <laughs> like I, I yeah. love that. I love that character. Yeah, it really I is. The, I actually, lo- that was of the back in the '90s when they did the whole 2099 series mm-hmm. of like everybody. That was the only one that I actually liked, and he's the only one that like really stuck around. I think he's actually part of the main Marvel universe now. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. all the other ones are forgotten about. Hulk 2099 was a Pit ripoff, which was weird because Pit was a Hulk ripoff. Yeah, Ghost Rider was short lived. Doctor Doom. I feel like they did Doctor Doom dirty though. Like he's so much more powerful than what they let him on to be in the in the movies. I really hope when we get to a Fantastic Four that they do Doctor Doom right. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's the only thing I appreciated about the remake one they did, which is a lot more darker. Yeah. I actually feared yeah. Doom. He was like relentless. He was he killed people. Was, like I mean, the other one did too, but this one was like very brutal. Like he was scary. He was very scary. I didn't care for his look or anything, but they they were getting something right with his behavior. I think. Well, and they have to they have to at least establish Latveria. Yes. As a as a you know, sovereign nation, kinda like they did with Wakanda. Yes. Yeah. Like they have to build that up in the MCU before they introduce Doctor Doom because he's just like he's one of those very complex villains who's like he's a lot like Magneto. He doesn't think that he's doing anything wrong. You know, and mm-hmm. he thinks he's doing it for the betterment of his people. Right, and yeah. she never got in the other that, films. Right, the, they were all just like, "Oh, I hate Reed Richards. I'm going to beat him up." <laughs> took my girl. <laughs> he took my girl, man. <laughs> you don't do that to the guy who's been on Charmed for five seasons. <laughs> His costume, though, wasn't it pretty close though to the iconic Doom costume? It, it was close, but like, yeah, Doctor Doom didn't like get powers on the the you know from space and turn into a metal guy <laughs> yeah he was like a super vain you know like dictator mm-hmm. and he wanted to protect his face so he made a metal mask and he was in such a rush to put it on that he didn't wait for it to cool and that's how his <laughs> face got all disfigured <laughs> so he's like man in the iron mask you know as a super villain but he, he's also like <laughs> He's one of my favorite. Villains I can't wait. He's, crossed over. <laughs> he's one of my favorite villains because he's crossed over with like everybody. He's fought Spider-Man. Right. He's fought the Avengers, he's fought Fantastic Four. Um, he's even fought the X-Men, I think at some point, but yeah, they really need to do that character. Right. If they're going to bring him in. Yeah. Well, for I sure. think it was, it was uh, the miniseries X-Men versus the Fantastic Four where they, the X-Men went to Dr. Doom to help save Kitty pride. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, he's, he's not somebody that looks for a fight. He doesn't just show up in downtown New York and start blowing shit up. <laughs> right. You know yeah, that's I mean? true. He's just kind of there. And then like when, you know, Captain America gets on his 1940s high horse, he's like, no doom, you can't do that. That's against American values. <laughs> that's when, that's when they get into a conflict, you know, but. I mean, probably it's probably more complex than that in the Fantastic Four series, but yeah, I, don't know. I, I think he'd make a great villain. He'd be like a he, he kind of reminds me of Baron Zemo a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, like he's yeah. just kind of like 
he's kind of in the background. He's not really like looking for a fight, but he'll definitely give you one if you pursue him. Right. Kind of thing. You know? Well, and in that regard, they did Baron Von Zemo pretty well, and I thought they they uh, did. Oh my. Hawkeye. Or, uh, did a great job with him. Uh, it was Falcon Winter Soldier, right? They expanded yeah, on him yeah. more. Yeah. Oh, they did. Like every complaint about Civil War, they pretty much made up for. Like he definitely had more character development and he wore the mask for at least one scene. That was cool. I think the actor actually pushed to don that mask, if I'm not mistaken. But that does remind me real quick, uh, who is watching Hawkeye so far? Uh, and if so, are you digging I've, it? I've watched all three episodes I am liking it because I love Hawkeye and I love Jeremy Renner mm-hmm. portraying Hawkeye. Right. I absolutely love that. I don't have a complaint with any of the casting. I think the casting is spot on. Um, I'm loving the story. I'm just not a big fan of Kate Bishop, but I'm hoping that she gets some character development. There's only three more episodes left. That's crazy. So, Jeez. Yeah, it's crazy to think that because it seems like they have like so many plot holes to cover. Well, they dumped yeah, two episodes yeah, to start with. It does seem like there's a lot they need to pick up on because uh, I'm not saying it's been a slow burn, but they haven't really done much as far as de- like developing the con- the over- like the, the conflicts, I guess. Yeah. You know, we got the introduction to Kate Bishop, which was amusing. We, you know, we got Jeremy Renner being the family man that he is. We got uh, a whole, almost a whole episode dedicated to Echo, which I actually really enjoyed. So yeah, they're really going to have to step on the gas uh, to to make a story out of this. Right. I have a feeling like the end of episode four is just going to flip everything on its head and. It's- going to just kind of take off from there like the next you know we're going to be anticipating five and six yeah i'm a so far i mean the series i've really enjoyed it so far i actually got caught up in this morning i started it last night oh got, nice uh, finished it this morning so it's kind of like you know fresh in my head um one is i am a big jeremy renner fan i think he's very he's a good actor and i really like his he's made me like hawkeye because as a kid growing up i was never a hawkeye fan um, and even in the Avengers movies, he was just kind of there. He mm-hmm. didn't really do a whole lot. He did have one part that I really liked in um, Avengers 2 when he was talking to, I think it was Scarlet Witch, and he was just like, he's like, I'm just a guy with a bow and arrow. That's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, the Sydney's falling. There's a yeah. bunch of robots. I'm a guy with a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. Right. And so I, I yeah, really I love that. that aspect of uh, what he brought to the character. Yeah. Uh, and we see a lot of that here, too. Um, the uh, what was I gonna say? The other thing too that I I really liked with that, and not to get like spoilery, but you do have like the the action sequence in this third episode. I think it was with kind of the chase scene, and yeah. I loved how that was filmed from inside the car. Oh, that was good. Yes, I really liked how that was shot. It was very it was unique, and and I really I really dug that. Really put you in it. Action the way the that, uh, they, the pim arrow. Like that, that maybe was like I, I laughed my ass off. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Because yeah, she shoots it up to the sky, and it's like, "What's this going? What's going on here?" Makes this giant arrow just crush the freaking convoy. It's awesome. Yeah, Um, it's a fun ride so far, but I can't. Yeah, I just, I just realized that when you said that, it's only three more episodes. (laughs) It's like, hurry up! It's a, it's a fun ride. I love Hawk. I love the Jeremy Renner Hawkeye character. Yeah. I absolutely adore his character. 
Kate Bishop takes me out of it a little bit because it's just like, if you stopped and thought about what you're about to do just for like five seconds, you'd realize it's a bad fucking idea. Right. And that would resolve like, but that would, in the same token though, that would resolve like 90% of the conflicts in the in the series. Mm. Well, one of the things that's yeah. funny about that character is, uh, is how Hawkeye gets as annoyed with her as we all are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hawkeye's yeah. kind of like speaking for us in the yeah. series. Like, <laughs> I just want to go home to my family. I want to watch Christmas movies, wear sweaters. Yeah. Like you're making this so much more difficult than it needs to be. And I think he's kind of expecting, I think in a way, like in a, in a kind of backhanded way, he's expecting Kate to be like Natasha because they, they teamed up a lot and did a lot of work together. And he's like, Natasha was a professional and Kate's all about showmanship, like telling them, Oh, you know, that, I did like that. She like made a drawing of his classic costume and was like, you need to work on branding. You know, like you're just a guy in a black suit. Like yeah. you need to put some flair into it. He's like, why would I ever wear that ridiculous thing? <laughs> My wife would divorce so, me. Said. <laughs> that was kind of cool. I Even though like I was that. like, you know, the helmet thing is kind of cool, but yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, really they could put it in there for like protection, but as how long he's been in these films, it's at this point, it's like, why wear a helmet? Like, there's no point. You you dodge the bullet, except your ear. You know, you mm-hmm. didn't dodge it there. But which I was shocked how, you know, deaf he is, really. I mean, it's pretty bad. That, that ear. Uh, he, it makes sense, though. You know, I mean, he's, yeah. not, he's not a super soldier. He's not wearing a suit of armor. <laughs> he's not a demigod. Like, doing all the things he he's done, like, it'd be like a combat veteran, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like well, 20 years down the line, they'd probably be losing their hearing. And I like how it, a rougher it's so than they funny. Used to. It's so funny how they introduced that whole hearing problem, though, with, like, all the explosions. Yes. I was laughing throughout that entire but, thing. Yeah, How'd you lose it? Like, like oh, it's a long you story. Know? <laughs> you know, one thing that I've, that I've noticed with it, and I, I tried to do this with episode three, especially with all the, like, you know, like the the faded out audio and stuff like that. So on Disney Plus, they they have a thing on there that it's that they have closed captioning available on it. You cannot turn on closed captioning for this series. No shit. Wow. I think that's supposed that's to like hilarious. immerse you more into it. Wow, that's that's. I find, I find very pretty cool, cool because yeah. honestly, like not being able to hear everything that's going on, it kind of puts you in Hawkeye's shoes. Yeah. Where he's just kind of like, you know, somebody's having a conversation with him like, yeah, we should totally walk the dog, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, do, you, do you think that was a, a, a choice or do you think that was just I, like an error or something like that? I think that was – okay, so I think it, if it was intentional, that's super cool. Or it could just be the restrictions yeah. of my smart TV. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, I mean, I can, I can turn on the actual TV's closed captions. Like, that's not disabled. But, um, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, I love how they, these series, they introduce like the absolute like bottom barrel D list characters yeah. and make them seem cool. Like the tracksuit mafia sucks in the comics. <laughs> I like, didn't know they just, were in the comics. They're just, they're just there. Oh, they yeah. get their asses kicked and they disappear for a while. <laughs> and so it's kind of cool. Like, and of course they're all, you know, Russians who think like calling people bro every five seconds is cool. They're just like, they don't know any better. They just think they're being, you know, trendy and hip. And it's kind of funny to watch that. Oh, that's cool. I admire that. Cause I, I, 
to me because I, I don't I'm not familiar with the comics too much. So like you know I didn't know if it was completely made up or not. Um, were they were they more Hawkeye villains or Ronin villains in the comics? They're um, so they're street level villains. Okay, which I, I love about this series because we need more street level stuff. Daredevil. You know, we need to get into like Daredevil. We need to get into Spider Man. We need to get into Moon Knight. Yes, which is coming. Yep. Street level. That looks fun. Um, So it's cool to see those type of guys, you know, um, and just see how seriously they take everything where everyone else just kind of writes them off. Right. Um, Swordsman, right? Yeah. Um, So, I mean, that part's really cool for me. I also like the fact that he's kind of having to go back and deal with, you know, all the people that he pissed off when he was running. Right. He just didn't give a shit and was killing everybody. Yep. Like, I'd love to see them segue this into, like, The Hand or one of those other, like, more mainstream kind of sure. crime syndicates. You know, like the, the um, I forget the actor's name that he's fighting in Endgame. Like when he's going through and like fighting this like oh yes looking thing he was the dude like, in Mortal Kombat yes I forgot his yeah. name yeah I would love that to segue into the hand right and then have them come out and then like you can bring in Daredevil you know like maybe not necessarily the hand from the Netflix series but make it kind of Kevin Feige it up and right you know, introduce it into the well, that into the thing I mean that could work for Wolverine too I mean Wolverine right. fought the hand. That that flashback of of uh, who was who's the deaf girl again? Echo. Yeah. So Echo's flashback when her uncle, I believe, gets killed by Ronan, and Ronan jumps out the window. Is that when Endgame takes over for us? Because it doesn't that isn't that guy running, and he goes out the window. I didn't think so. Okay, I I know it's like really yeah. The the tracksuit mafia is kind of like the the Russian mob, kind of like okay. the Russian mob. I just didn't know if that was so, a direct a connection. So, I didn't so think I wonder, really connected to it, but yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's going to be a connection made to because in the comic books, Echo is actually the first one to wear the Ronin costume, and wow. so mm-hmm. I wonder if she's going to end up with it at the end of this. I think I you're right. Echo is also in the comic right. books the adoptive daughter of the kingpin. Yes. And I, oh, that's right. I wonder oh, if the big boss that they've referred to but yep. haven't specifically named, it ties into that at all. Those big meat hands, that's got to be Kingpin, I think. A lot of people I think that. I love that. Dude, that, I think I, you're on to something. We just called it here, that, Field of Geeks. That will be so great if that's where the series ends up going. Yeah, I, I think you're right. We cracked it. <laughs> we'll see what I happens. I love that. That'd I could awesome. see that happening because, yeah, Ronan's probably a character people still want to see because they they just barely, you know, scratched the surface with him with Endgame because, you know, we weren't there for five years seeing all of his uh, battles and stuff. But now you get this character to exist, you know, outside of Hawkeye because Hawkeye's kind of like winding down, basically, it seems. And I think Renner did kind of say this was his swan song, maybe not officially, but Kate Bishop's probably the... You know the new version, the new Avenger, if you will, kind of like how we got we have a new Black Widow, which may show up. Uh, Hawkeye still, it's going to be really um, probably short, but yeah. you know, uh, you have that. I think we're, I think we're moving towards a uh, kind of like a uh, West Coast Avengers or like a new Avengers kind of thing. Yep. 
But I would love to see um, I would love to see Elena show up in in this series. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would love to see her like at the very end, like her just show up at the farm oh. or something like that, and be like, "We need to talk," and then Shit. it just cuts off from there. Like that'd be kind of cool, but like, I don't know. Yeah, wish in one hand, you know. I know they got a lot to tackle in three more episodes. That's crazy. <laughs> a lot more to tackle. I mean, maybe there'll be longer episodes because I think they do kind of do that sometimes. Some episodes will get a little longer towards the end. So maybe we'll maybe we'll get that. I'm not sure. Are any of you guys familiar with uh, HasLab? I'm not. Yeah. So HasLab is basically Hasbro's uh, crowdfunding projects. So toys that they want to make that you'll not find on store shelves. As an example, a few years back, they did uh, Jabba, Jabba the Hutt sail barge, and it was massive. Oh, shit. And I wasn't even into Star Wars toys at the time, so I missed out on it entirely. Uh, but it was big. Uh, but they've done things. They, you know, they redid HeroQuest as a, a crowdfunding. Uh, there's been some, They did Unicron uh, uh, recently, who was massive uh more recently they did a, a star saver which was like a, a japanese uh transformer uh figure and I, I went in on that and then i went in on one of their current ones is a new version of the gi joe sky striker and this is sort of them reintroducing uh o-rings uh so kind of the uh, 82 to 94 style gi joe's back oh, uh, it's you know to go in on this yeah it's like 230 dollars, so it's not cheap by any means uh but it is a new wow. and it looks very cool there's a lot of cool accessories and then there's there's things that can unlock as you know as more people as it makes more money essentially there's there's different things that'll unlock like additional characters uh, or accessories that sort of thing uh I'm a little concerned with the Sky Striker one because it ends in uh, just over like two days, and the target's ten thousand backers, and it's sitting right around sixty nine hundred right now. So we'll see if there's a, a kind of a, a pickup here over the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, I mean, if any, if anyone's interested in a new version of the Sky Striker uh, or you know uh, supporting that type of a project, it's out there, and they've also got a Rancor. Uh, from Star Wars, from the Black series, so kind of the bigger scale uh, series of Star Wars figures is a Rancor that's funding as well. And that ends in just over a day. Uh, that one uh, is way behind. I, I don't know that that one's going to make it. Uh, it's got 5,400 backers right now, and the target for that's like 9,000. So we'll see what happens there. And that'll be like one of two projects that does not end up successfully funded. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. Are they trying to do that as like a Build-A-Figure kind of thing, or is it just going to be one massive figure it, in the Black Series? Yeah, it's going to be one massive, basically, uh, you know, I, I can't think of what scale that is. Uh, you know, was it one? It's not one twelve. Like, whatever one scale. Six or something like that. It, it's going to be basically uh, that scale. It's not a Build-A-Figure. And there's additional figures that come with it. I think there's a, a, a Luke, a Salacious Crumb, a a Rancor Keeper they announced. So there's additional things that they're trying to to incite people with. Uh, I think with the Rancor, I don't know if it's like the paint job or, or what, but something about it's just not appealing to to those Star Wars collectors. And then as far as the G.I. Joe collectors, mm -hmm. there's 
it's always been sort of, you know, told that they're notoriously cheap uh, as far as a, a yeah. go. Uh, yeah. But then you see what some of the prices are going for on some of these vintage G.I. Joe figures right now, and the prices are out of control. And so uh, I think the big issue with the Sky Striker and why I'm a little concerned about that one not getting funded is they've done the Sky Striker so many times. Uh, I don't think that they've done a good job of showcasing how much different this is than the original. Because from what I what I have seen, it looks like it's quite a bit different. Um, it, it looks like it's a little bit larger. They made the landing gear and the wing sweep independent of one another. But I think people are kind of sky strikered out, and they would have rather had something new that we've not seen before. So oh, I'm a little nervous about that. Right. So, like, how does that work if you invest, right? Because I've never done anything like that before. Do you get, like, if it gets funded, do you get one? Or do you? Yeah. Okay. Figure. Yeah, so. But- yeah, so, uh, you know, as an example, uh, last fall, they did a, and it's coincidentally, uh, the, the crowdfunding ended like a day before the episode released, but uh, last fall, they did the Razor Crest from The Mandalorian. Ooh. Uh, and I went in on that, and this thing is huge, uh, <laughs> and we are supposed to get it followed this year. I, I think now it's it's pushed back to like January, or February, just because of everything, and so Shit. should be getting it here, getting it here in a couple of months. But um, it was funny too because, like I said, the crowdfunding on that ended, and then like the very next day they blew the shit out of it on the TV series. <laughs> so, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> uh, but that was one that I uh, that I went in on, and uh, so I should be getting that uh, here hopefully in a, a couple of months. Oh, uh, so yeah, what, cool. what happens is. You, you you go in on it, and then when the crowd when the the uh, deadline ends. So as an example, on the the Sky Striker, it ends. You know, like I said, in uh, a couple of days. You know, about almost three days. That's when they charge you for it. So you'll you'll pay that you know two hundred and thirty dollars at that time, and then a year from now you get the Sky Striker basically, and whatever nice. extras were unlocked. Oh, cool. So and if. Uh, if it doesn't fund, then I'm not charged and I'm not out. Anymore, okay, so. good. Yeah, that was my other question. Yeah. Like, uh, so where's the money? Go? <laughs> yeah, good. So, but it's a way that, you know, it's an interesting concept and, and, you know, it's almost like Kickstarter's that way where, you know, you, they can try and get some of these bigger items that you're not going to find in stores otherwise. Yeah. Um, and so it's a way to get, get some of those. So I, uh, I haven't gotten in on a, on a lot of them, but, uh, this is one that I'm excited about. And uh, if anyone else is out there is, uh, you know, looking, uh, looking to get in on that, now's the time to do it. Nice. I'll put the link in the in the show notes. That's awesome. That That's really cool. Uh, that and really cool. I look forward to uh, Toys for All the Ages uh, video on that. Hopefully you'll do oh, yeah. one. Oh, yeah. We're going to do like, an, like, especially when we get the Razor Crest in, we're going to do an unboxing and uh, do a video on Very that. Very cool. That's awesome. Very cool. I wanted to talk real quick about Renfield. Uh, This is a big blockbuster film that's going to, well, one of the stars is going to be the one and only Nicolas Cage. And he's going to be playing (laughs) Dracula. So I was shocked by this news. I'm happy for him. I think he's done a lot of, like, he's done a lot of um, low budget films, but he, from what I've heard, I haven't seen him. Pig just came out. That's on Hulu, and that's supposed to be really good. And uh, I think he did one called Mandy. That's supposed to be really good as well. So he does have he does have minor hits in these 
direct to video, you know, however you want to say them, they're not all schlock, you know, he actually has done some good stuff. It's just, you know, it's not in the mainstream. So this will put him back in it. Hopefully uh, Nicholas Holt mm-hmm. will also be in this film. He's from X-Men uh, and he's done a lot of other great movies as well. Um, he'll be, he'll be playing Renfield, I believe. And Renfield was a character introduced in the 1897 novel, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula. And he is an asylum patient. He drinks blood and he wants immortality and he worships Dracula. So he's pretty much his henchman, if you will. And this will be directed by Chris McKay, the Lego movie fame or the Lego Batman movie, I should say. Uh, The Walking Dead's Robert Kirkman is producing and uh, it'll be released through Universal Pictures. So very early stages, but uh, I'm, I'm excited. I really am. I, they are, you know, Universal is kind of revamping in the right way, a right direction, if you will, their characters. You know, we got the Invisible Man. It was a soft reboot. It wasn't a huge, the mummy, you could say, you know, like, oh, we're going to launch the dark universe and all this stuff. And then none of it happened because the mummy just fell flat, basically. So anyway, they're doing the right thing here, I think. And I do like the idea of Dracula kind of being a side character. I think that's pretty darn cool. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, Nicolas Cage is still finding work. Yeah. Well, he had tax issues. So I think that's what kind of got him doing these like, you know, yeah, direct-to-video films. But, yeah, he's he's done some good ones. And, yeah, I, I need to see this um, this one called Pig. It's supposed to be really good, actually. So, that, yeah, that's on Hulu. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, he gets a little weird and stuff. But, I mean, that's, I think that's what we love about him, kind of. So, <laughs> um, but I'm really excited. This is good for him. Yeah, the last Cage movie I saw was uh, Willy's Wonderland, which I actually really like. I really liked. It. That might be one of them that he did really that good movie. on. That was really good. And he let. And what's weird about it is he does not say a word in like the entire movie. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. I don't know that he has yeah, a single line of dialogue. Wow. But uh, yeah, I, I actually liked that movie a lot better than uh, <laughs> than I was expecting. That's cool. Yeah. Well, good. Good on him because yeah, he was a. A force to be reckoned with for a while there, and this is good for him, I think. And it seems pretty solid film. I, I look, uh, I think it'd be pretty cool if they pull it off, which I, I'm sure they will. Lawmakers are now proposing a new bill intended to curb uh, scalping of high demand goods. Uh, it's it's not only for the PS5 purposes, but uh, for other things. As we know, the Christmas season is uh, vastly approaching. Um, what they're proposing is uh, called the stop. The Stopping Grinch Bot Act. It's named after the titular uh, festive Dr. Seuss uh, antagonist and aims to stop scalpers from using bots to quickly purchase items that are in demand uh, to be sold for higher prices. And and guys, as you all know, Sony announced that they were uh, reducing uh, output of the PS5, um, which has in turn drove up demand uh, tenfold, I, I would want to say. Mm. And not only that, but there's two different versions of PS5 that I'm, I've been made aware of. There's a uh, uh, hard drive only where there's no actual CD-ROM or, or Blu-ray player in it. And then there's the Blu-ray player CD-ROM uh, conversion for you know watching DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff like that. So my main thing has always been the frustration with the fact that that uh, businesses will allow these devices mm-hmm. to be sold online um, and not wait for product to actually go into stores, which I get the whole purpose of capitalism 
you know, the, the whole process of, you know, the, the hungriest customer gets it and all that stuff. But my problem is, is that when you do something like this, you find people that will use ways to, um, and I'm not trying to be like, you know, boohoo, you got to be nice to everybody kind of thing or that the, mm-hmm. you know, early bird gets a worm kind of thing either. But I, I, it, it's been frustrating for years. And with the advent of the internet, people have created bots that'll just go in and just swipe all these things um, from, you know, parents. And so what will end up happening is, is a lot of parents uh, on Christmas day won't have these things for their kids. And you know how, you know, when we were growing up, Oh God, we wanted this toy. And it, you know, at one mm-hmm. point it was tickle me elbow. And the next point it was, it was this and, and Furbies and all that stuff. And it just, it became just this laughing stock of, of how, how much parents would be willing to spend on an item. Um, even when it retails for something different yeah. and it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's capitalism, it, mm-hmm. you know, demand drives price. Uh, however, I, I also agree with the fact that, uh, they're doing like a bot should be at least frowned upon or at least illegal in some sort of fashion so that systems can say, okay, you know, we're only going to limit you to purchasing two items online at a time. I, you know, I mean, I don't know anybody personally that has that kind of money to just like completely deplete an entire um crate of ps5s right you know, I, I yeah where are they getting this money from is my question if i take a loan out no they, they can get they can well, yank up the price right they're, well and, yeah and they're that's seeing, probably that's probably a lot of it is they're they're getting a loan or something like that and they're reselling it for upwards of 300 dollars more than what it retails for so yeah, they're recouping I mean, that loss and like paying off the loan quick but, right, but what what good does that do for? Well, I, I mean, it's, I wouldn't, it's a tough. I wouldn't think that does any good for Sony as a well using the PS5 as an example. I don't think that would do anything good for the stockholders. Well, no. Number one, uh, Sony doesn't make any more money by these bots, right? Right, because yeah. they they sell it for what it is, and who reaps the benefit is the consumer. So, I mean, they found a third party loophole uh, to overinflate prices to the point where it's just like is Sony making enough money to recoup their costs in building the devices? Um, and, you know, yeah, they're, they, what is it? I've always been told that uh, devices themselves aren't the money makers. It's the games. Remember when we were paying like 50 bucks for a game? Now they're like mm-hmm. 70 or 80. That's the yeah. norm. Mm. It's, it's getting utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Um, to the point where I've, I stopped buying new consoles and wait a couple of years. And my wife just bought a PS4, uh, this year. I mean, that's, we've had a ps3 forever and it's been a, a great blu-ray player um, yeah and i have gotten a couple games uh, for the ps4 and i enjoy playing it but i'm not i've, I've kind of wound down uh the uh the expenditures just for the simple fact that you know it's so hard to find number one and then when you do find it it's overplayed in the price yeah mm-hmm. um it's like a thousand dollars right now i so, think right and by no means am i a rich man but you know, I I do want to spend my money wisely to the point where yeah. it's just like, really? <laughs> yeah. What's the point in this now? Right. Like, I, either I'm I'm getting that old man phase, or it's just like, <laughs> this is so ridiculously stupid that I just don't care anymore. Well, I mean, yeah. The, the thing is that the system itself isn't it like two years old now, and you still can't get one it, like uh, easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, insane. It released uh, it released November of 2020. 
Okay. So this is now two holiday seasons in a row. That's insane. Right. In high demand and yeah. no supply been, to meet it. Well, and not only that, but the chips to make them right. are yeah. in short supply. I mean, my God, we can't even we can't even ship out cars from uh, the Ford uh, factories because there's a chip shortage. Yeah. And you know what the chip is? It's a key fob chip. It's not even a chip to to run the engine or run anything else. It's a key fob chip. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting on the lots doing nothing. Uh-huh. And yet we can't. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, uh, you know, I don't it's know. It's amazing how many things that affects, too. It affects, mm-hmm. like, phones, oh. cars, right. computers. And you, you got know, the freight uh, issue. Yeah, that's holding up right. products and stuff. But um, I just wonder if you go to a store to buy these PS5s. I mean, let's say go back to PS4, PS3, whatever. Are you limited to how many you can buy? Like, I think that needs to be. Yes. Um, when you oh, yeah. go to a, when you go to a store, it's limited to two per customer. Okay. So what I think I, I think what these big box companies need to do is is uh, uh, recalibrate their sales tactics. So have a greater supply at the big box stores. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not only will that bring in customers to buy other things, but it'll also. Um, uh, reduce the amount of bot ability to to snag up all these items online. Yes, um, I went. My God, I went over to and I, and I no means do I mean this to be a rant and rave session, but I went over to uh, Best Buy on Black Friday. Right, I kid you not, they had one small section, um, like one tower of a section that was just movies. Mm-hmm. And by the time that I got there, it was all gone and replaced by games. And they were like, "Yeah, that's all the movies we got. If it's just games now, then we're all out." I'm like. Like, like two or three years ago, you know, you went to Best Buy and you got the $5 bin and you're like, yes, brand yes. new movie, you yep. know, five bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy them all. And, and you just, I mean, you see a mad dash and all that stuff. And now movies are a thing of the past and, and everybody's going digital, which is great. But I still like having that. that I do too. Uh, that physical copy. You it's know, still the best. It's still the best quality. Yep. Still right. the best quality. Right. Yep. I, I bought all mine online this year and... Yeah, I got good deals, so I, I didn't. But there wasn't a whole lot. Even the ads, there wasn't a lot. So, yeah, it's it's getting Target. less and less. Target, and the funny thing is, is Target even replaced their whole like two row section in West Des Moines. It's it's like one row. Yeah, and the rest are books. Since yes. When did books make a comeback? <laughs> well, records are too. I, certainly, I don't read. <laughs> My God, are we going back well, to the Stone Age here? Well, well I thought that was a big are, thing yeah. with the pandemic too, was like audiobooks yeah. and yep. you know, like Kindle, like digital books and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, that that doesn't make much sense to me for Target either to be pushing. I mean, no. there's nothing more to me when I'm reading a book. There's nothing more satisfying than being like looking at my bookmark and being like, okay, I've got you know. 100 pages left of this 1,000-page novel. Yeah. Like, I'm almost to the end. I can't wait to see what happens. But You know what my problem is with reading books, So I read the damn page, and then somewhere in my mind it goes, bloop, you forgot about this, and then I have to go and start all the way up to the top again because my mind uh, has a, a short stroke, and then I can't remember what I read. Right. You know, mm. I have to go all the way back up. I, I, I can read a story on, online just fine, but books, man, the words just start running together. This is the one um, thing that I, I do hope actually goes through, just yes. for the simple fact that uh, it will make it easier for parents. Number one, um, and it will uh, it will start to show corporations um, what the true um, you know output is or what what kind of 
units they need to sell or, or get a better grasp on that stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm, I really, in my honest opinion, I hope that these people, they just sit on the, on the PS5s until af- after Christmas and just, you know, go bankrupt or whatever, because that's just a horrible thing to do. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm not paying that much. I'm sorry. I'll wait. I got I got a PS4, and they're still making games for it. So I guess we'd really be screwed yeah, if mean, they yeah. stopped that, too. Got all these great new yeah. games coming out. We can't play well, them. It'd be one thing if they suspended the services on PS4 like they did with the Wii. Mm-hmm. You know, that forces you to get the new console or you can't play anything. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's they're still producing new games for the PS4. They're giving you the option to, like, get the ps4 with a free upgrade to the ps5 version Mm -hmm. you know with the with the software and stuff like that so i mean it's really i don't know i it it frustrates me that a bunch of trolls online were able to hack the system and be like haha yeah we got this if you want it it's gonna cost you like that's bullshit to me i'm sorry well putting the grinch in the act name is a is a good it's a good uh, choice. You know, I, I will I will say this, though. I am happy to hear, um, and I, I don't know how much uh, truth is in this yet, but I did hear that uh, Sony is looking to roll out an Xbox Live uh, type pay for online feature uh, mm-hmm. with the PS5. And they, uh, the plan is with that is that they're going to have their full catalog of PS1, 2, 3, and 4 games what? that you can play on your PS5 which is something that I've been asking for a long time and, and you know, the yes. backwards compatibility. Yeah. But, yes. hey, you roll that out, you can play all these old games that you loved and grew up with, I am all for it. Yep. Bring me that would be gym. perfect. Bring perfect. me Crash Bandicoot, you know? I want yes. to play these games on the PS5, like, in high-quality HD. That's Extreme games. Just what I need. Yes. I am for it. Me too. That's That's a phenomenal announcement. I've heard that as well. Yeah. I am I am definitely stoked and looking forward to that. So we'll see well, if that's uh, something that they're going to roll out with uh, PS4 as well. I I would really hope so. I hope that that service is available on PS4 because I I personally I'm not planning on having a PS5 for probably until this time next year. Right. Yeah. It, it, conservatively, I mean, well, you can't relate but, uh, if, if you don't have a lot of people that have the damn thing, right? You know, especially if you have a gaming channel yeah. like you do, and it's like. I have I have over 300 people on my friends list for PlayStation Network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are I, I took a look at this the other day. There are five of those people and they're they're people from all countries all over the place. There are five that have PS5s. That's crazy. Wow. Jesus. So um speaking of the PS5 and like the restocks and stuff like that that have been going on um this was updated at about 10:30 this morning. Um, so bad news. Bad news for anybody who's looking to get their hands on one. Um, God damn. They are not projecting any retailers to have physical PS5s in for the Christmas season. Um, the pro- the problem with this. The problem with this is that Best Buy, Target, Walmart, when they get physical cop, when they get physical you know, stock in, it's been mm-hmm. very inconsistent and you have to almost like be there as the stock person is putting it out to get one. Um, there is an alternative to this. Um, and it's something that I, I myself am registered for and I've gotten a couple emails about, but you can register through Sony to get put on an email list when they have them available and you can buy them directly from Sony. 
The not bad. Downside the downside with that is that the registration is not guaranteed that you will be get, receiving an email hmm. when you know the PS5 <laughs> are available. Damn. So now now myself, I've gotten three separate emails so far from PlayStation letting me know that the PS5 is is in stock. The bad thing with that is that I'll get them in the middle of the day on like a Thursday and it'll say you have to put in your purchase by this time tomorrow. They'll give you maybe 48 hours. Jesus. 500 bucks, right? Anybody. Yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but I, I don't just have $500 of disposable income sitting around (laughs) and that's just for it's, I believe it's $400 for the digital only version, $500. If you want the one that has the actual disc drive in it. Okay. Wow. But, yeah, they don't come with controllers. They don't come with a hard drive to you know external hard drive. Jesus, so you're look you're looking at you know at seventy dollars a controller and seventy dollars a game and whatever else. What a deal. You're probably looking at at about an eight hundred dollar purchase. <clears throat> That's rent for most people. What do we do with it? We just stare at it. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> just to have that little bit of window to be able to purchase it, like it's it's not worth it to me and. Sony even like at a, I think it was like at E3 or something like that. They announced they're developing a PS5 Pro, kind of like they did with the PS4. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't even fill the the need for the base console. What the fuck are you doing, Sony? Hey, Bill, dumb question because I I'm not a huge gamer. I have a PS4. I'll get a PS5 someday. Um, mm-hmm. Are you saying the PS5s? They, none of them come with controllers. I don't believe they do. My PS4 didn't come with a controller. I had to buy one separately. Okay. I don't remember if mine did. Wow. But um, remember when we used to just bitch even, about one controller coming with the system? Imagine none. Right. Man, like, God, these, these kids today that are getting into the consoles, they would have shit themselves if they opened up the NES that I got. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Years ago. Came because with two controllers. Came with two games, two controllers, a light gun. <laughs> and it was like the. You know, I whatever, $200? Don't Holy know shit. better. The parents that don't know better that do get the kid one for Christmas, but then it doesn't have any controllers. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they get in games. Well, that'd be even better. <laughs> and, he, and even peripherals, like at, at Best Buy and stuff like that. I went there recently this last, just this past weekend, and there's nothing. I mean, there's like one controller left. <laughs> And like hard drives and you know um, headsets and stuff like that. And it's like, fucking, get is that going to do you if you can't get the console? But oh yeah, how do you get you people know, excited about PS fives anymore if you if they can't have the damn thing? You know, it's well, and, and it's not even it's not even just PS five. Like the the issue Mitch was talking about, with, right? Uh, yeah, you know the scalping and stuff like that. That's a Xbox it's affecting yep. Nintendo Switch. It's affecting Xbox Series X and Series S, and. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, if you're a gamer and you're hoping for a new console this Christmas season, like, don't get your hopes up. You have to pay, well, yeah, you have to pay an arm and a leg for it if you really want it. Unless, yeah, unless your dad is Elon Musk and (laughs) your name is whatever the fuck it is, X, uh, Ashe 12, (laughs) 5G, whatever the fuck his name is. We need Jeff, Mark, and Elon to, uh. To cut the shit about the PS5s and to invest in the uh, Hasbro toy uh, Jonah talked about. Yes, exactly. Well, on Hasbro, like, a fact, they own, like, almost everything. They own Power Rangers, Star Wars. Right. Damn. Um, but, yeah, 
So sorry, kids. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's your even the mall standards are telling kids like, no, you can't get a PS5. I'm sorry. That's impossible. <laughs> get off my lap. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beyond that, I do have some gaming news that I can cover in about 60 seconds. Okay. Sure. So um, this is all from IGN in the last couple of days. Um, Bioshock 4 has been confirmed. Um, it's going to be called Bioshock Immortal for 2022 release. will be set in 1960s Antarctica. Um, Square Enix has given us a notification of a Chrono Cross remake, which nobody fucking asked for. And we still want a proper sequel to Chrono Trigger. So screw you, Square Enix. Um, Spider-Man is going to appear in Fortnite. Too bad the game still sucks. Um, (laughs) Spider-Man is also now appearing in the PlayStation version of the Avengers game. And too bad that game is still dog shit. Um, (laughs) Activision Blizzard has been dropped from the Game Awards um, because wow. they're a bunch of scummy assholes. Um, Maggie Robertson, the actress that played Lady Domitrescu in Resident Evil Village, congratulations yes. to her. She won the Golden Joystick Award for Best Actor in a Video Game. Nice. And nice. she's just a tremendous human being, and she's got a wonderful attitude. And, Wish her all the best, and hopefully she gets some more awards here coming shortly. Uh, speaking of the Game Awards, um, Game Awards 2021 will be this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Um, you can watch that on IGN if you're curious to see who wins awards for all the games that we've had in the last year. Um, Take-Two Interactive, who is uh, responsible for GTA V, um, several other games, is trademarking literally everything. They are putting a trademark claim on anything that remotely sounds like Take-Two, Rockstar, Grand Theft Auto, Max Payne. You're going to get a trademark claim from them because they're assholes. (laughs) And they want to run the world, apparently. Um, So the the game that was uh, just recently came out, it's called It Takes Two. It's a cooperative uh, two-player game game that's been very popular they were hit with a copyright claim or a trademark claim because it says it takes two and it sounds too much like take two (sighs) yeah so thank you for that um to round this out the valve steam deck is set for a february 2022 release it's basically a handheld pc that you can play all your steam games on and hopefully it will kill the Switch because the Switch sucks and Nintendo sucks. And that's all I have for gaming news. Um, also subscribe to 515 Gaming. Um, and, yeah, that's all I got. Very, very nice. Um, yeah, let's plug let's plug our stuff and we'll, we'll take off. Jonah. Uh, so we still have our little YouTube channel, My Son and I, Toys for All Ages. Um, I always promise more videos coming. They are coming. Um, we actually have some stuff filmed, so it's just a matter of him getting stuff uploaded because he's a 12-year-old and knows how to do that, and I'm 41 and don't. Um, <laughs> so I'm waiting on, him, waiting on him for that. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, look forward to it for sure. And, of course, yeah, Field of Geeks, check us out on all platforms. You listen to podcasts. We're on YouTube as well. 
fieldofgeeks.com. We have actually hit 20,000 listens. So thank you everyone for that. And of course, everyone here on the show, thank you for all your contribution. Um, Yeah, this is great. We've kind of like sold out of an arena. If you take in that, I guess, or a couple arenas just took six years, but still counts, right? So yeah, 20,000. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Cool. Yes. Yes. I can retire now. I don't have anything, but I can retire. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Bitcoin, right? I don't know. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's going, it's going down. Now's the time to get in. <laughs> Now's the time to get in. Yep. <laughs> $500. Um, yeah. With that said, thanks, guys, for being on. This, is, this has been great. Action-packed, uh, thick, thick show here. We'll be back next time. I'm Josh. I'm Mitch. I'm Jonah. And I'm Bill. Take care. Take care, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.